This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Fleet Foxes released a surprised album at exactly 6.31 a.m. Pacific on September 22nd. That marked the fall equinox. I spoke with frontman Robin Pecknold about the stories behind the record and the significance of the equinox. I mean, so much, you know, went into that, I guess, in terms of, you know, obviously having to kind of rethink what the album plan would be following the lockdown and the change in touring expectations. And, you know, I think I didn't work for maybe three months on the record and was pretty confused about how I would finish it because a lot of it was, was done, but a lot of it was not done. And then, you know, June, July, August, finally kind of back at work and working at this really breakneck pace, kind of getting things done. And, you know, still trying to think about the best way to put it out and feeling like holding on to it another year was you know, too many unknowns there, but wanting to kind of catch the end of summer and into fall because that's kind of how the album feels. And then, you know, looking at the calendar and seeing the equinox kind of two, on the 22nd and two plus two being four and this being the fourth album. And <laughs> um, I don't know, it just felt like this kind of a nice a nice thing to associate it with because, you know, th- those celestial prop processes are kind of happening regardless of how crazy life is for us on on earth yeah and and I, again i feel like you know this track opens the first track on this record kind of opens again with this idea that summer's over over the fall equinox is here the lyrics are summer all over blame it on timing weakening august water loose eyed in morning which i think is beautiful You grew up in the Seattle area, but have since moved to New York because you took a few years off and you studied at Columbia University and you're still in New York City. What was it like to be there this spring when everything was heating up with the coronavirus, especially in New York City? You know, I was a very conscientious lockdown person. I haven't left the, the city really since since, except to go on drives and um the neighbor, I'm just renting an apartment, but the neighborhood that I'm in, there are a lot of like pretty expensive houses. And so just seeing it completely empty out was a little bit disappointing to me, you know, and just feeling like, wow, these people just cut and run. And, you know, everyone has different circumstances. Obviously, some people had to leave. and But it was, it was strange to be in an empty Manhattan. It, it ended up feeling like a very calm place to be because everyone in my area was gone. And, you know, you had mentioned, like, you were kind of in lockdown for a long time, like, in your apartment in the city, but you would leave for drives. And I understand that, you know, you wrote a lot of the music for this album a while back, but it it wasn't until recently that you kind of had the lyrics come to you. And a lot of those lyrics came to you on these drives that you would take, whether it be, like, in the hills around, you know, New York or whatever. And I'm curious, like, do you feel like... You need to be in nature or that nature helps fuel you um, when you make music? It was really nice being back out in nature for those drives because lockdown had been had been so, so intense. And I think that I was really appreciating having access to that. And then I was really pre- just appreciating music itself, you know, because that I felt like that got taken away from us for a few months where and then you know because albums would come out but maybe they were you were just too distracted to care and you know music I don't know I wasn't finding solace in music really in that time but then getting to work on music again I was finding a lot of joy and solace in it and I think um 
those those drives it was you know just these kind of you know great wandering days of 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 kind of being in that mindset mhm i mean you still reference nature a lot in this record um and you reflect quite a bit um, of your time in nature. Um, like I think about the song For a Week or Two, which which references backpacking trips. Can you tell me a little bit more about that song? Yeah, that was, you know, I had this nice kind of hymn, hymn-esque melody and I was trying to think what to attach it to, what memory to attach it to. And um, I was remembering, you know, this just some backpacking trips or some long hikes that I would take kind of in the years between Helplessness Blues and Crack Up where I was just loving these long trips and just kind of going solo hiking and, and, and not really feeling like anybody in particular, you know, not like having a, just being a, a person in, in space, you know, and just being a, the anonymity of, of, of nature or, or, you know, experiences like that can be very like healing. I think, I think, I think people can, can find themselves, you know, on these walkabouts because they, you know, there's something in that anonymity that, that they're drawn to at a given time for a given reason, or that's one way you can interface with nature, you know, it's just to be like faced with your smallness or your, there's something to learn there, you know? So that song was kind of, you know, putting someone else in that position and, and telling them that, you know, the door is always open when you want to come home, but we know you got to go out there and do this. Peace You know, the title track um, is is the final song on this album, um, and it tells kind of the story about people and community, but also a really scary experience you had surfing. Um, tell me the story behind Shore. Yeah, I think the title kind of came to me after, yeah, I did have a you know experience where I snapped my leash, the leash of my surfboard, and I was in kind of caught in a rip current and, you know, had a really hard time swimming back to shore, just swimming against this current and just getting really tired out and then kind of hyperventilating a little bit because, you know, more sets of waves would come through. Just that kind of scary, you know, very vulnerable position of like having no surfboard, having a current to swim against and like hoping you make it back to shore. And I finally did after like, you know, I was a little bit convinced I was going to drown, you know, and I, and, and I think just being convinced of that, you know, I don't know, in that moment, you're like that panic that sets in, you know, there, there's a that will to to live, you know, that will to survive, you know, that kicks in. It's like, I think I learned a lot from that experience because you don't really feel that day to day, obviously. And you don't, I think I felt so relieved when I, when I was finally on some, some solid ground that, you know, that, that relief and that kind of like appreciation of life, I guess, became the kind of like the lyrical and musical vibe that I wanted the album to kind of capture. You know, Shore is obviously a place of safety. I wanted the album to feel kind of kind of like comforting and, and warm. And um, 
and yeah, I mean, I was thinking yesterday about Washington, you know, our experience in Washington, growing up in Washington with the ocean and with, and how it's not California, you know, when, when you go to the beach, yeah, outside Forks or, you know, on the... It's gnarly the, out there. It is gnarly. <laughs> it's cold <laughs> and, and it's wet and it's damp and it's gray. It's, it's always, always big waves coming through, you know, stuff coming down from Alaska. Like that is gnarly coastline. And, you know, I think feel, the ocean feels very dangerous up there. And I think that in comparison to that, you know, shore is a nice place to be. <laughs> kin of my kin. I understand um, that you kind of connected water and, and sailing to a friend's family story of addiction in the song, I'm Not My Season. Tell me about that track. Yeah, that was one where, you know, I was hearing, you know, some, someone was telling me about, you know, moving home to kind of help help a, a family member with, with addiction. Um, and, you know, I was obviously struck by the compassion of that, of that act and, you know, and, and, and how... You know, you don't always have the opportunity to do that, and sometimes you don't really have as much control over the outcome as you might want. You know, um, but you have to kind of do what you can, and um, that was reminding me of, of you know, I took a sailing less, a few sailing classes a year ago, and you know, one of the one of the days we had to kind of practice rescuing people who had fallen overboard, and there was a very you know specific way you needed to kind of circle the boat boat around them and. And, you know, get aligned to them or, you know, get, okay, here's the step-by-step process for saving somebody who falls, you know. And I guess I was just kind of combining those two two memories or those two, those two thoughts in a kind of a little bit imagistic way on those lyrics, you know. Can you catch a thrown line tied around me? Circle once about, please allow me. I see the pall coming off of our cheeks We're weak, but a leaf is turning My final question is, you know, KEXP's tagline is Where the music matters And I'm curious for you, why do you believe that music matters? Oh my god Um, Well that's been the interesting thing about lockdown, I think Is that music seems more inessential and more essential than ever at the same time you know i haven't felt as in love with music as i did in a decade as i did work you know the last few months of working on this album and you know because it was giving me so much and it was just kind of like it was just gift after gift of experience after experience in this in the studio day to day making it and it was just um giving so much to me at a time when i needed it so badly you know so for me, music matters, you know, I mean, so much, so much is encoded in music, you know, like music is what keeps people like Elliot Smith alive, you know, his songs being played every day, he's immortal now, you know, and his, his, the lessons of his music are being relearned and reabsorbed every single day by a new generation, you know, and 
I can't think of anything. I don't know that that is um, for something that's in, basically invisible. What, what what could matter more than that? You know. That was Sound and Vision from KEXP, and this week is KEXP's Fall Fund Drive. We are a publicly funded station, which means the majority of our funding comes from listeners. Please help support shows like Sound and Vision by donating at kexp.org slash sound. And if money is tight right now, that's okay. You can still help support this podcast for free by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show in your favorite podcast app. I'm Emily Fox. Thanks for listening. But if I don't win